Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of the Taney Judgment Podcast. My name is John. I'm your host. Welcome back for all of our uh, lovely return listeners. If you're new here, glad to have you. This has been a uh, pretty hectic uh, week for us over here at the TJ household. We, uh, I'm actually gathered here today with our newest addition to the Tainted Judgment family. Everybody, give a warm, warm welcome for Gromit. Gromit is Gromit's our new peckerhead dog, our new mascot, if you will. He was, uh, he's got a pretty, uh, I know I spoke a little bit last podcast about getting uh, getting a new dog, shit like that. We weren't really sure. Uh, you know, obviously the application process is a straight up problem, but uh, but we worked it out, and uh, Gromit's backstory is uh, he was a stray found in the streets of Georgia, and um, a shelter took him in. I don't know if the shelter listed him or what, but uh, unfortunately... As are most shelters in the South, uh, this shelter happened to be a, uh, a kill shelter, and uh, he was—he was—he was getting he was pretty damn close to walking the, the Green Mile. But luckily for this old sailor, the uh, the rescue that we got him from found him and uh, did their thing and rescued him, and uh, you know took him in. So they shipped him up to. Queens, New York, where he was with uh, his foster mom for a while and stuff like that. And, you know, Sophie and I went down. Uh, well, we got approved. And, you know, I think we got approved on, I think it was right after I recorded the podcast, we got approved. That's why I wasn't sure at the time whether we were going to actually be able to get him or not. But, you know, we certainly ended up being able to get him luckily so we got approved Saturday we took the ride down there it was about I want to say it was about three yeah three hours and 15 minutes there three hours and 15 back not terrible you know first time actually passing through Queens being in Queens you know usually I'm like just 95 all the way maybe stop off at a little bodega something but pretty cool you know different place to see but you could tell you know he really you know even his foster mom and the rescue even said he just wasn't wasn't really comfortable with being in the city you know we don't know where he came from you know in Georgia we don't know if it was rural or if it was you know city but for the most part, you know, he was just very timid in the city. He was very scared. He just felt, like, boxed in, you know. So um, so after about, you know, we went down there after about five minutes of talking to his foster mom, getting all the ins and outs and things like that. Um, we tried to get him in the car, and he was very, uh, you know, let's just say not into it, you know. He was running around. He was pulling on the chain and shit like that. But we got him in there and, uh, you know, started trucking home. 
He was just kind of chilling out in the back and doing his own thing, laying down. He'd get up every now and then, look out the window type shit, you know. But, uh, you know, he just, he he was scared. And, and I, I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know. But about halfway through the ride, you know, Sophie and I switched. I was driving initially. I do all the shit. Well, let me put it to you like this. I do the shitty driving through New York. But Sophie does the real shitty driving through Connecticut. Uh, that was our deal. I go, when we head down there, you're driving through the Connecticut portion because I just want to blow my fucking brains out. And then I will take over and drive the portion you don't want to drive, you know? Which, actually, it wasn't even bad, to be honest with you. But, uh, so halfway through the uh, the ride back, we stopped at a rest stop. Drained my weasel, came back out. You know, we tried to let the dog out, but with all the noise of the freeway and shit going on, you know, he was just fucking, he was completely out on that. So he said, well, you know, it'll probably be fine. So we, uh, I decided to sit in the back with him, which ended up being a fatal mistake (laughs) because little did I know, you know, and I'm 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 sitting back there with him. At first, he wouldn't even come near me. He was just like, "What the hell is going on?" And I mean, I'm one of those guys. You know, I didn't grow up with dogs. I'm not a dog person. You know, per se. Um, so I'm very, very cautious around dogs. I I don't. I see people that trust dogs immediately. They go over, you know, and they start rubbing their face and shit. You know what I mean? And patting their ass, and I'm like, "You're gonna get fucking bit," you know. I'm like, just wait, just wait, you know, but, uh, you know, so he's kind of, he's like off to one side, he's doing his thing, he's scared as shit, he's shivering, so we had a little bit, a little blanket back there, so I put the blanket on him, you know, and that was our first little peace offering between the two of us, and, uh, you know, eventually, little by little, he'd come over to me, I, you know, I'd, I I try to pet him a little bit. I'd give him a little pet on the head, maybe you know, shit like that. And uh, you know, by the time we got home, within an hour and a half, I mean, he was laying on top of me, licking me and shit. You know, I mean, he was just that was it. And uh, got home, and you know, he was kind of a little nervous. You know, what's going on? Where the fuck are we? You know, and. The same thing kind of happened with Fajita, you know. I bring him outside to the yard, you know. I said, this is your new yard, buddy. And he is just running around on the leash. He is he is doing zoomies back and forth and back and forth and going crazy and pissing on stuff. I mean, he was like, you could tell that he was in heaven, you know. I got a really big open yard over here, and uh, he was just loving it, you know. And it just put a smile on our face because we just, we knew that he was finally home, you know. And after that, brought him inside, showed him the house, you know. He's kind of sniffing around, doing everything, you know. And we're like, listen, you can do whatever you want. We know that you're going to probably have an accident or two. You know, we got the puppy pads from his mo- from his foster mom and we laid him out. You know, we're like, you know, he's... He's he's gonna do something. We just don't know what. So I so we looked at him. We said, "Look, the house is yours. 
We got one stipulation. Don't fuck up the couch. You know, we got this nice, beautiful couch. We got it. Oh, God. Probably, probably like eight months ago or something like that. And I'm like, just don't fuck up the couch. That's the one thing that you cannot do, you know? The carpet, fair game, we'll clean it, whatever. But the couch is like off limits. You know, you you go to Cotty's, you spend the fucking time, you know, you buy the warranty, but they make it so difficult, just like anything. They make it so difficult to utilize the warranty that you just don't even end up doing it. So I'm like, just stay away, you know? So we had picked up some food. On the way home, so we sat down, Sophie and I were eating, boom, boom, boom. The dog's on the couch, he's just kind of sleeping. So I said, well, you know, this looks like a guy that lo- that looks like he- he'd want a-, a fried pickle. You know, what the fuck? So I know I want one. So I give him a fried pickle, you know, everything's cool. And And all the while, this dude is like, now that he's seen the yard, and he's going ape shit in the fucking yard, and he can run around, and he knows, like, oh, yeah, this is my spot now. He is, like, adamant, man. He is by the door. He just wants to go out there nonstop. He was by the door. He was trying to figure out, and I might have a Houdini on our hands. We should have, instead of naming him Gromit, we should have named him Houdini because he is, like, trying to slide the door. He's, like, standing up now. For the, I haven't even said what he is, so we're not even really sure. So what he is, to us anyway, is either a Rottweiler Dachshund, you know, so a wiener dog and a Rottweiler mixed, or he's a Doberman Pinscher and a Dachshund, so a wiener dog and a Pinscher mix. We don't really know. Um, he'll be in the picture, I'm sure, you know, the the, the art for the uh, for the podcast He's a really cool-looking dog. You know, he's stout. He's all staggered out, his arms, you know. I mean, he's he's, he's all yoked up, you know. I mean, he's a good-looking dog, you know. And he can take a pet. He's just, he's the right one. But, um, you know, and he's he's long, so he's trying to, like, get to the doorknob, and he's, like, reaching up, and, oh, my God. I'm like, you know, we had to keep calling him back. But as I'm eating my dinner, you know, he comes over, and he just sits right on the side of me. I just hear, Gah! and I look over, and sure as shit, the fucking dog throws up right on the couch, right on the side of me. First thing he does, I'm like, oh, my God, you know? So I run. I grab some paper towels. I was able to clean it up. It's all good, you know? But I said, we are flipping these by God cushions because he is going to fuck this couch right up, you know? And... uh <laughs> He he certainly he certainly tried. He certainly made a few attempts to completely clap out the couch, you know? So he does that, whatever, it's all good. But, you know, first probably three days, you know, great, no issues, you know, but now he's starting to mock his territory around the house. It's driving us bonkers. And, you know, what's kind of odd about this whole deal is usually when you get a dog from the pound, well, uh, a rescue, rather. They're already neutered. Well, this guy is not neutered. So I'm, I'm, you know, as I'm, and that's like the first thing I noticed. Now, I never had a boy dog. I don't know nothing about them, you know, but it's just, for me, it's weird seeing a dog with a ball bag hanging down and he's hung. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he's, he's hung like a mule 
And he's and I'm like, I'm looking at Soph going, the only balls I want to see in this house are mine, you know? And, you know, the stipulation that we had with the rescues, they actually required us to get him neutered within 30 days. So he's got an appointment, he's booked. But, you know, I never had a boy dog, and I'm petting this guy, and I think they call it imprinted. You know, from what we've read, when I was in the back seat, he imprinted on me, and now I'm his guy. So he is, like, up my ass. He is, like, right on my heels everywhere I go. You know, he's 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 involved with Sophie. He's, you know, he does things with her, too, but, I mean, nothing like me. He is just, like, up my ass, and I'm like, this is not the point. You know, we got the dog for Sophie. You know, like I said, I'm not a dog person. It's, it's nice to have a dog around the house. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not, like, it's not for me. You know what I mean? Sophie likes to cuddle him and, and love him and everything like that, but, you know, so it, it went the wrong way, you know, but uh, we'll see once, once uh, I got to start getting a little stern, you know what I mean, and, and shit like that, but I'm petting this guy, and every time I pet him, he's fucking, he's got a red rocket that comes out, you know, and he's busting a nut, you know, the first night, you know, I'm petting him, I'm on the couch, I'm like, what the fuck is wet, you know, and he busted a nut, and, you know, he's coming all over the couch, and I'm going, oh, my God, you know, so we had to clean that up. I mean, I'm just, like, I'm so confused, you know, like, I don't know anything about that shit, and it's just, like, fucking nasty, you know what I mean? Just plain outright fucking vile shit he's doing, you know, and, uh, but he's a good dog. He's he's coming along, you know, we went down to Pet Smart the other day, we got him a nice dapper little, uh, you know, name tag with all of our information on the back and got him some clothes and some some uh, some toys, you know. Fajita, when we had her, you know, she never she never played with toys, didn't have any interest. She had a little stuffed animal that every now and then she would just, like, pounce on and just chew it for a second, but that was it. She was a shredder, you know. Like, she'd we if we got her a toy... It would last 10 seconds because she would just rip the the little, and I don't care. We used to get a toys for big dogs, and she used to just tear that little squeaker out and pop it, and that was it. I mean, within minutes, you know? So it's cool to have, like, a dog that actually plays with shit. I mean, he is, like, bouncing off the fucking wall. So they said he was two years old, but, I mean, you know, based off of what we're seeing, his behavior, I mean, everything, it's like that song... It's a whole new world, ah, because he is just like, he's just like into everything, man. Everything is amazing to him. He just is sniffing everything. He's, we're outside. He's looking at, you know, trees and shit like he's never seen him before. I mean, we think he's much, much younger, which is fine. You know, we, we, that's, that's what we, we signed up for in a way, you know, but, um, he just, like, takes his, his toys and, you know, shakes the shit out of them. You know, he's just, he, he's he's a ball of energy. So, welcome to the family, buddy. He's over here laying down. He's got his eyes uh, all squinty. He's, he's tired. But welcome to the family, guy. We love you. New, um, also another new addition to the Tanya Judgment fleet. So, as I spoke about, you know, trying to get, you know, my truck sold and 
shit like that and going to the dealer and looking at new trucks um after a very disappointing you know consultation you know meeting whatever you want to call it at a Ford dealership um I decided to do what I said I would never in a million years do and that is buying a Chevrolet pickup truck I know I know I get it <laughs> believe me I know gross right not really so when I went and I discussed you know I was I was talking to the guy at the Ford dealer and you know the guy was giving me a, a, a good you know he was shaving shit off he was shaving money off the price he was gonna give me decent money on my trading you know but like I couldn't see, you know, the prices on these vehicles, like I said, are absolutely astronomical. And what I was looking to pay a month, you know, I'm not even so much, I'm not how I used to be. So before it was like, let me get the most dapper, you know, truck you can possibly get. Something different, you know, has every bell and whistle and I don't really care how much it costs, which at the time for me, when I bought my F-150 back in uh, 18, January 1st, 18, you know, I just, that was that that was what I did, you know? I was tapped out, but I had a nice truck. Everything's good. I got a million options, whatever. But this time is a little bit different. I really don't care about how flashy it is because I simply can't, you know, I mean, I'm at the Ford dealer, I'm talking to the guy, and, well, actually, this was all held over the phone, and I'm talking to the guy, and I said, listen, man, you know, what do you got on the lot? I want something that's got some options, because years ago, an XLT truck was a work truck, you know, it might have had one thing, it might have had heated seats, but the rest of the, you know, it didn't have anything else. You know, that was it. That's all you get. You get one option, and that is it, you know. But nowadays, an XLT is like the Lariat, except you don't get leather. So I'm talking to him. I go, listen, I want an XLT that is well-optioned. So he says, yeah, no problem, man. I got you. So he calls me back. He gives me a price on my truck. You know, it's 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 fair. And he says, I've got this XLT here. I'm looking at it. And we could do $9.99 a month to lease it. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What are you what, what are you what are we talking about? An XLT for $9.99 a month to lease it to boot. Not even like, oh, you get to own this bad boy for this, you know? And I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a nice truck. It had options. I'm like, I don't even remember what the MSRP was. I think it was like 70. I'm like, no way. I'm not spending $70,000 on a fucking XLT. It's not going to happen. Not in this lifetime. And and especially like I know in the back of my head that these prices are going to come down. You know, like you like you we all know that it's not going to be like this forever, you know? And that was, like, one of the factors when I bought these th- this truck. I'm like, look, I can't 
I physically and mentally cannot buy a truck, an XLT, you know, for $70,000 and then when, you know, probably six months, a year or two years from now, the prices are going to come back down to earth and it's not going to be worth shit. My last truck, I bought it with insane amounts of equity. Like I, I walked out of the deal like, gotcha, bitch, you know? I mean, even when I was buying it, I was showing them shit that they didn't even know the truck had, and the manager's looking at the other guy going, oh, man, we fucked up putting it out there for this, you know? And I'm like, score, you know? But I I really just couldn't make the Ford work. And honestly, it breaks my heart because I am a Ford guy through and through. Um, I like, if if I had a... If I had my, 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 you know, I guess my grading, number one would be Ford. All day, every day, don't give a shit. Don't, don't debate it with me. Number one selling truck in America for fucking years, okay? Enough. And then you've got Dodge. Then you've got Toyota. And then at the very bottom, picking up the fucking crumbs, you know, taking Gromit's uh, load, you know, that's Chevrolet. And I, I, I'm I, like, I, I don't know what to do. Now, I've driven, and here's the other issue, though. I've driven the Dodges, okay? My grandfather had a Dodge. And those things are like driving a fucking Mack truck. Have you ever been behind the wheel of a Dodge? I mean, it is like, and the same, like any, honestly, any Mopar out there, it's just like that. Sophie's Jeep, it's like driving a fucking Mack truck. The front ends are just massive. They're higher somehow, some way. They're higher than the fucking windshield. I mean, it's just brutal to drive. I've never parked one of those things with fucking confidence. That's why you always see Dodges with bumper damage, side swipe, because you can't drive the fucking things, you know? They look good, you know, the interior is a killer, but you can't drive it, you know, so what's the fucking point, you know? My uncle's got a Dodge, he's crashed the thing fucking 150 times, you know? You just can't gauge spaces in those fucking things. So, I'm saying I really just can't buy a Dodge. I need something that I can drive and and have a certain level of comfort, you know? So I did what I thought I would never do. I said, just for shits and giggles, let's go online. Let's see what, um, you know, what's out there for Chevrolets and what the options are. So I'm going online and I got my preference. Now, I going into this, I did not want anything used. I wanted something with as close to zero miles as possible. I'm talking under 100 miles. You know, that was what I was going for. And I found this truck. It was a 22 uh, Silverado 1500. I think it's an LT. I don't even know. I don't care enough to know. Um, So it's pretty low on the trim totem pole. But... I'm looking at, I click it because it, it, it looks like something I would be, you know, interested in to a certain degree. And it's a nice, like, uh, 
It's like metal. I think they call it glacier metallic blue or something like that. So it's like a nice light blue. It's got the flakes in it. I mean, it's it's nice, you know. And it's got big 22-inch black rims. I'm like, you know what? Let's click on this fucking thing. So I click on it. Not expecting much. And it's a late model 22. So it got the 23 interior. And look out forward because honestly, man, the interior is fucking insane. Now, now let's keep in mind here because if you see it, you're going to go... But it's, it's basically a base model. It is. But when you see the amount of technology that I'm getting in this fucking thing compared to what I was getting in the Ford that I was looking at, I mean, it is like night and day. Night and day, you know? And, I mean, it's got this big, like, tablet in the center. It's got, you know, up front, you know, where the gauges are. It's, like, all completely digital. I can customize it. I mean, it's fucking insane. Heated seats, dual climate. The Ford didn't have any dual climate. I actually, when I was speaking to the salesman who was the manager, he was actually going to add heated seats to it. So the truck didn't even have heated seats. It had a little dinky, uh, you know, display with a shitty camera. I mean, that thing was just not even an option. And that was the second one that he showed me. He showed me the first truck that was way overpriced. And then he hit me with another one. It was like a STX model. I'm not even sure what the fuck that is, but, you know. And, you know, I'm just looking at it. I'm going, you know, for for a couple grand more, I would be an idiot not to just go with this truck. So I went down and uh, I met with, uh, what was his name? Oh, Dave. I met with Dave down there at Tasca and Woodsocket. Shout out to Dave. And, you know, he had it pulled out front for me. Thing was gleaming, you know. Went out, took it for a ride. He showed me all the all the gadgets and shit like that. And I, honestly, man, that's one of the smoothest driving trucks I've ever driven. And I just looked at him and I go, finally, you know, finally. And he goes, I know, right? Because for years, Chevy just dragged their ass. They were 10 years behind. Their interior sucked. The engine sucked. Um... They drove like dog shit, you know, so it's nice that they finally did something, you know. So, you know, drove the truck. Oh, and here's here's the coup de gras. Here's another thing. So I did not I've owned a diesel before, but it was a it was a 2002. It was just an old greasy 7.3 liter diesel, bad to the fucking bone, sounded good, made a shit ton of noise. Used to roll coal, all that shit. And after that, I just said, especially with the prices of diesel, they've come down, luckily, but where the prices were going, I was like, there's no fucking way I would ever buy a diesel. Well, it just so happens that this truck is a diesel. And it's got the little 3.0 liter Duramax in it. And it's it's smooth as fucking butter. I mean, I like you can't even like hear it idle. It's just amazing what they've done with these fucking things. But, you know, drove it, loved it. Not a shit ton of power, not like throw you in your seat like my last truck, but but enough to get you going. And it's got like 30 miles to the gallon, you know? I mean, no-brainer. So you got the tech, you've got 30 miles to the gallon, you could tow whatever you want, and it's a nice-looking truck. Done deal. 
So my man Dave took us in the uh, in the hot seat. We tried to crunch some numbers. He hit me with a thing. I hit him back. You know, we did the dance, and uh, we came to a, a a great price and worked it out. So shout out to him. If you want a new truck, go down and uh, and see Dave over there at Tasker One Socket. He's the real deal, and he'll get you in a nice vehicle. So, um, and you know what I like about him, and I I even said this to him. I go, you know what I like about you. When we sat down, you said something that you really hear in these situations, you know? At least in, in, in my personal experience, I have never heard this. He said to me, you know, this is the price. This is what we can do. This is our best and final. John, if that doesn't work for you, we can either, A, look around the lot, see if there's something different that you might like, or... If you like, we can just part ways as friends. We'll shake hands. And, uh, you know, if you ever need anything, just let me know in the future. And I loved that. I loved that he said that shit. Because, well, I'm going to give you an example. So one day, right? Now, this is before I bought my last truck. I was in the market. You know, wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to make the move into getting a new truck. And... One day, my the brakes start to lock up on my 7.3 pickup truck. I'm going, what the fuck? You know, I just, I've just had it. You know, every time, that was one thing with the old Fords. You let the thing sit for fucking three days, and the motor's going to blow when you start it up after. The brakes are going to be seized up. It's going to have some sort of a knock or something going on. I mean, it was just never-ending, you know, just never-ending. And... The brakes seized up, they freed up, and I just go, you know what, I am done. Because at this point, and, and I mean, this is a, a this is an important lesson here. If you're in a car and you're at the point where you're taking it to the, to the you know, either the dealer to get fixed or you're taking it to the mechanic shop to get fixed constantly and, you know, you're spending like $600 every couple of months and that's literally what where I was at with this truck. Just get out of it. Sell the thing. Cut your losses. You know, if you got to sell it for less than you want or you got to trade it in and get less, just do it, you know? So the break seized up. I go, fuck this. I'm done spending money because the amount of money they spend a year in repairs on this truck, I could be pretty, I could be just a little bit more with a brand new truck that I don't have to worry about. So I'm, I'm half serious. I see this truck on this lot. It's over in Pawtucket. The dealership actually closed down. But they had the truck on the lot. I said, you know what? Let me pull in here. Got out of work. Called my buddy Jared. He was in the area. Said, hey, meet me over here. I just want to take a look at this truck. You know, I want to drive it. I want to see what it's like, you know, because neither of us had been in this truck. We don't know nothing about it. So he comes down, and from the exterior, the truck looked Great. It looked like a well-optioned truck. However, when we walked over to it, I mean, it was it was evident. It was it had nothing. It had nothing for options. So I looked at you know I looked at him, and as we're talking about you know eh, I don't know. Of course, you know, just like at the dealers, the the shocks come in. You know, two guys come out. 
hey, I see you looking at that truck over there, you know, you want to drive it, you know? And I go, yeah, what the fuck, you know, I'll drive it. You know, I look at Jared, I go, hey, at least we can drive it around, see if I even like the motor, because, I mean, it had the motor I wanted, shit like that. I'm like, let me just, it's going to have the same suspension, too. Let me just see how it drives, you know, what the fuck, we're here. And the guy goes, he gets a plate, takes a copy of my license, boom, boom, boom. So we go out, he does, he goes, he goes, you guys take it out and enjoy it. You know, I'll see you guys when you get back. So we took it out, fucking, you know, doing burnouts and fucking romping on it, you know, going ape shit, which you're supposed to do, you know? And we get back, the guy says, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, you know, now I know that I got to let this guy know, you know, it's not really for me. So, and I, I kind of tie kicked a little bit. So I says to him, I go, look, I says, you know, it's a great truck. Don't get me wrong. Drives good. You know, it, it, it's, it's a great truck. However, it's not what I want. So he says, well, let's go into the office. He goes, let, he goes, let, let, let me just see what I can do. We'll check some inventory, you know, and let's see what we can do. So I said, all right, what the fuck, right? You know? And I'm in my head. I'm I'm like having this thing. I go now because it's it's a game that they play. They they trying to get you to just buy the fucking thing. They want the commission. They just want you to buy it. You know. So they'll tell you shit and whatever. And you know, sometimes they'll get you. You know, they'll be like, hey, uh, you know, we can do it for this price. And you're like, damn, like I I just can't fucking pass that up. I would be an idiot to pass that up. So. I'm walking in there, I'm going, I'm looking at Jared going, oh my God, oh no. So we walk in and he sits down at his desk, you know, he crosses his fucking legs. As soon as he does, as soon as they do that, you know you're fucked, you know, a leg crosser, forget it. So he crosses his legs, he's got a pen in his hand, he's twiddling his hand, he sits, he leans back in his chair, he goes, so what don't you like about the truck? I said, well, you know, for me... I want more options. I said, obviously, you know, the exterior looks great, but really the interior, it's just, it's bare bones. Well, what don't you like about the interior? I don't understand, he goes. I said, well, for one, it doesn't have leather. At the time, I wanted leather. That was like the end-all, be-all. So he goes, okay. He goes, what if I told you we could throw some leather in that bitch? I'm like... Okay, now, I'm not an idiot. I'm thinking in my head, no fucking way, you know? So he goes, all right, he goes, leather, done. He writes down on this piece of paper, leather. Then he says to me, he goes, anything else? I go, yeah, I said, of course. I said, it doesn't have a touch screen, you know? I said, I want to have a nice touch screen and I can use the Apple CarPlay and shit like that. He goes, stop right there, done. So now my bullshit meat is going through the fucking roof, right? Because anybody knows that this is not how this works. So I'm going, oh, really? I go, that's done too? He goes, absolutely. He goes, we take care of everybody here. So I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you fucking do, you know? So he says, anything else? You know, is that it? Because I, well, no, I said to him, I go, I said, yeah, but even with the touchscreen and with the leather, I mean, it still is just not what I need. Well, what else don't you like about the truck, he goes. I'm, now I'm, now Jared's looking at me going, uh-oh, we're fucked here. So I said, 
Well, it doesn't have a to- – now at this point, I'm going, all right, I'm just going to r- rifle shit off. I go, okay, doesn't have heated and cooled seats. Doesn't have a fucking tow package. Doesn't have the leather. Doesn't have the moonroof, which I wanted a moonroof at the time. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I mean, oh, doesn't have charging ports in the back seat. Doesn't have a blower for the heater in the back seat. Like, and it's just not the color I wanted. Like, it looked good, but it was white. So he goes like this here. Oh, in a backup camera. I go, it doesn't have a backup camera. He goes, so as I'm saying this shit, he's writing all this down. He goes, all right, no problem. So I go, no problem. I said, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, all right. Like he, he understands like that this is as far as we go. We're done with this conversation. Clearly the truck is not what I want. If it doesn't have any options whatsoever that I want, then I'm fucking out, you know? So he goes, okay, sounds good. So he writes down a number. He circles it, spins the, oh, he writes an X with a line next to it, spins the paper and slides it over to me. He goes, sign right there. He goes, we'll do everything right here today. He goes, you'll drive it off the lot today. Now me and Jared, so now I'm looking at Jair going, is this really fucking happening? Is this guy serious right now? So I look at the guy. I go, so let me get this straight. I go, you're going to put leather interior. You're going to repaint the truck to the color I want. You're going to add a backup camera. You're going to add a touchscreen infotainment center. You're going to add heated and cooled seats to this. I said, you're going to, oh, and a sunroof. You're going to cut a sunroof into the roof of the car. And not only are you going to do this, but you're going to do all this work right now and you're not going to talk to your manager or consult with your sales manager on this. He goes, yup, just like that. Yup. He goes, what did I tell you? We take care of people here. And the price was like a thousand more than what he expected. He goes, we got to adjust the price a little bit. He goes, but of course, when you want to add this stuff, this is what happens. So, he, you know, so he puts, you know, it's a thousand dollars extra. So now not only are you going to do all of this work, so basically you're going to do a full, you know, frame more fucking restoration on this truck for me for no reason. I'm just some guy off the fucking street, and you're going to do it for $1,000. Okay, all right, and rip the guts out and put new guts in it. No. So I look at him, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I don't know, man. It just, it it doesn't. It doesn't jive. Like, none, none of this is making sense to me. So he just looks at me, and he goes, no, he goes, I get it. He goes, no, he goes, he goes, you're not serious. He goes, you came here to tie a kick. He goes, you're not serious, you know. He goes, so clearly, he goes, you, maybe you don't have the money. He goes, he goes, you know, if you don't have the money, he goes, that's, that's fine. He goes, just say it. So now I'm looking at Jared. I'm leaning back in my seat. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, really? This is, this is how he's going to fucking handle this, you know? So he's just he's just rattling shit off. So I'm like, honestly, it has nothing to do with any of that. I go, it's just, it's not the truck I want. What more do I have to explain to you? Like, this is, it, he goes, what, what are you, like, what are you looking to pay? I said, I'm willing to pay more for a truck that has all this shit right off the rip. I don't need you to fucking do a, a, a restoration on this truck for me. It, it doesn't make sense for me. It doesn't make sense for you. And I probably wouldn't even see the truck for a fucking year with all the work you got to do this thing. So he just goes, you know what? He goes, we're done here. 
He grabs a piece of paper he wrote the fucking bullshit price on, rips it up into a million pieces, throws it in the fucking swill pan on the side of his desk, and just gets up and walks off. I look at Jared, I go, shall we? And we got the fuck out of there. But, like, that's that's the type of shit that going into a, a dealership, you... And this is this is for dealers. If you if you're a dealer and you're listening to this shit, just know this. Cause maybe nobody's ever told you. You guys fucking suck, you know? And that's why I like Dave, because Dave actually said it was okay if this doesn't work out. He goes, I get it, man. He's like, you know, uh, you like what you like and you know, you want you got a price in mind. I, I feel you, brother. I'm right there with you. So, you know, let let let's let's do what you want to do. Usually they don't do that. Usually they trap you in the fucking cubicle. They're reading you the Bill of Rights. They're telling you what you're going to pay. And what I love is that they never know what the payment is going to be exactly. Never. In a million years. They don't want to tell you what the thing is going to fucking cost. So that way at the end of it they can tack on a bunch of bullshit. And go, oh yeah, you know, and next thing you know, you're fucking eight grand extra on this thing for no reason. It's just, it's brutal dealing with these fucking guys. And literally, like I said, when you walk into a lot, they just, they come in. They, they're they like fucking shocks. You know, they just, they, 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 they come right over to you. They smell the blood in the fucking water. And they're like, we are going to rob this guy tonight. You know, we are going to get him here today. And... When Soph, you know, Soph got a, a, a new Jeep uh, probably probably a year ago. Actually, yeah, it was about a year ago because it was cold as shit. It was like fucking 10 degrees. We're walking around this, this parking lot looking at fucking cars. I'm like, we got to get out of here, you know? But we went to like literally like 20 dealerships all over the fucking place, all different brands, you know? She wanted to see different options. So we just, I mean, we went literally like 25 different dealers, which, you know, you got to do that sometimes. If, you, if, you, if you're specific about what you want, that's what you do. So <laughs> so we get to this dealer, and and we're probably 20 dealers in at this point, and I'm just done. I'm, I'm done dealing with the Sharks. I'm sick of listening to their fucking bullshit jive. You know, they're always lying to you. All they do is lie, you know, and this guy just comes right over. And I'm going, I got to get rid of this fucking guy right now. I, gotta, I just got to stop this. Because you, you can't even look at cars the way that you want to look when there's a, 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 a salesman there. They think that they're doing you a favor by, oh, look at this option. Look at that option. I am way better off mentally looking at this motherfucker myself and pressing the buttons and figuring out what's what. That's how I do. I'm a kinesthetic learner, you know? You you sent me in a classroom, and that's why me in school didn't work out. Because you sent me in a classroom for fucking eight hours a day, and you don't give me something that I can feel and hold and touch and work with and manipulate to learn exactly how it goes down. I, I We've learned nothing. There's nothing that's been learned. So it's better for me to sit in the car press the buttons, feel what, what's going on. And that's probably the ADHD. That's probably not everybody. I get it. I get it. But for me, that's how it works. And uh, 
I'm going, I got to get rid of this fucking guy before he even just starts his shit. So he comes over, puts his hand out, and he goes, hey, my name is, and before he can even say his name, I go, can I be honest with you for a minute? And he looks at me, and now he's confused because, you know, it's completely throwing him off. He goes, uh, yeah. I go, you're making me really fucking nervous right now. You know, now Sophie doesn't know that I'm doing this. She has no idea. Like, this is just spur of the moment shit. So she just like, she's like on the verge of laughing her ass off. So she just gets in the fucking car and just like starts pretending to be doing shit. And I'm just like, you know, he goes, well, why are you nervous? I go, I got severe anxiety. I go, you're making me really nervous. I go, why are you here? He goes, no, no, no. I just wanted to show you the options. I go, I need you to get away from me now. I go, one, two. He goes, all right, here's my card. If you need me, call me. Bye. And he just takes off. (laughs) Can you believe it? It worked. So Sophie gets out of the car. She goes, you fucking animal. She goes, what is the matter with you? I go, hey. I go, look it, though. Now we can look at this fucking car in peace. And you know he's going back in there. And he's talking to all the guys. He's saying, wow, stay away from that fucking guy. He's about to pop. You know, he's like, he's all fucking nervous and, and, and shit and, and just mentally tapped out. And uh, he he certainly was. Because as, as we're going around, you can see him. He's pointing at us and shit. And he's talking with the other guys. They're like, what the fuck? What was that all about? You know? But it works. So, you know, and that I'm not, I'm not, there's no patent on that if you want to use that. And that works for everything. I've done that, um, you know, in, in grocery stores. I've done that at the dealership. Um, you know, I've done that on jobs. I mean, you, you name it. You know, you can apply that, that knowledge any way you want, really. And, uh, but yeah, that was great. And then the best part about it, you know, is at the end, I, I purposefully blew my cover. So I see him outside and we're, you know, we're, we're basically leaving the parking lot. We're in the car. We're leaving. And I go, take it easy, brother. It was nice meeting you, man. Take care. You know, just like totally normal. And his face just fucking dropped. Like he was like, what just happened here? You know, but yeah, just deal is, man. You can't, it's just, it's the worst experience ever. And they usually take forever. They take forever. It's just like they don't I remember my mom back in 2007. It was it was late. It was like Jan, it was like uh December of 2007. They had just put the brand new Toyota Corolla's uh 2008 model um outside. So we went down there. I think she had an envoy. She traded in her envoy and we were literally at the dealership. We pulled into the lot at um I believe it was 10 a.m. And we did not leave until 9.30 that night. We spent all day in this. I mean, and I was a kid. I mean, you could imagine. I was losing my fucking mind in there. And she's, you know, she's trying to be, she's trying to be a mom. She's like, you know, just hang out, you know, just a little bit longer. You know, we're almost done, you know, and the guy hasn't fucking done anything yet. Unbelievable. So... If you're a dealer and you listen to this, don't pressure people. Hand them your card. Walk the fuck away. Leave them alone. If we need you, we'll find you. You know, let us throw us the keys. Give us the keys and say, hey, if you want to turn the thing on and 
play around with some of the options, go for it. Now, obviously, you got to read a room. You know, if somebody pulls up in some clap box, 1997 Toyota Camry, and he's looking at the fucking Escalades, just call the cops. You know, don't waste any time. Call the cops. Get them the fuck out of there. That's when that's the, but that's reading a room, you know, but if you get somebody, you know, he pulls in with a, a, a very new car and, you know, he's looking around, that's the guy that you want. So hand him the card, walk away and it'll do you, it'll, it'll go a long way. And when you get them in the office, don't fucking pressure them. Okay. And honestly, this goes with anything, any, any sort of sales, don't pressure people. You know, when I'm pricing jobs out. Um, I, I, I go in with the understanding that we're not the cheapest, uh, company on the block. You know, we're very competitive, but we're not the cheapest company on the block, but we give an amazing product. So I always tell people, you know, if somebody, if somebody gasps on the price, you know, I say, you know, it's going to be a thousand dollars and they, you know, what I will say is I'll say, look, that's, I can you know, that's just an estimate, you know, it could be a little bit less. And of course it could always be a little bit more. However, I, here's, here's the handwritten estimate right here. You've got it for your records. I'm sure you're just like me. You like to call around. You like to get prices on things. I completely agree with you. I feel you on that. I do the same exact thing. And I am sure that if I was in your position, I would be doing the same exact thing myself, you know? So take a look around, give me a call if you want to take care of the job, and we'd be more than happy to do business with you. If not, I completely understand, and I wish you the absolute best. And nine times out of ten, they say, you know what, just do it. Just do it. And that's it. That's the magic of the deal. You have to, you just, you can't pressure people. You know, I could go in there and be like, you got to do this right now. You know, you can't wait. You got to do this. Uh, you know, you you know, you you can't call other people. They, they're going to charge you more and that's it. You know, I'm, I'm the cheapest around because I've seen guys at different companies get literally like upset and like start foaming at the mouth and. Like, they, they're like a fucking wild animal, you know, some of these sales guys. But you can't be like that. You got to be hospitable. You have to be understanding, you know. And and that's that that's the, the magic of working a deal. Just being hospitable goes a long, long way, you know. And that goes with everything. Right, Gromit? Right. He's over here. He's zonked right out. He's he he is like incapacitated, boys. Yeah, you good boy, right? So let's uh let's wrap up this this lovely episode. We're trying to go ride in this weekend, but you know, the weather is like on the, the on the very, very cusp of being not good. You know, it's like they might get five to eight. Then 10 minutes later on the weather app, they're getting three to five. Then the next 10 minutes, they're getting rain. I mean, it's just, you know, I know we live in New England and everything like that, but we're in a very weird, and, you know, let's just get something out the way, okay? 
I'm not a global warming denier. Let's 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 be honest. Let's throw it out in the fucking open here for 20 seconds, okay? I'm not a a global warming uh you know denier, but let's face the let's face the facts here, okay? 2018, we had a shit ton of snow. I think 2019 as well, but then all of a sudden, it went down to absolutely nothing. You know. I know where I live in Mass, Rhode Island, all those areas, I mean, we're pretty dry. We get maybe one or two storms now. I remember growing up, you know, and even up until about 2018, we would get snow all the time. I mean, it wasn't anything weird to look out the window and have three feet of snow on the ground until March. Totally normal, you know, but it's like... We're, we're, we're in a, a phase right now where there's not much precipitation. The jet stream is moved up, you know, because especially like remember growing up, you would see they loved showing the jet stream. I remember like even as a kid, like I would watch the news and to me in my head, if the jet stream was passing like around the New Hampshire, Massachusetts border, if that jet stream was passing through there, I knew my ass wasn't going to fucking school. I just knew it. I'm like, we are good. I call my friends, we're good, boys. We're going fucking sledding tomorrow, you know? And we grab our toboggans and do our thing, you know? But now you don't even see the jet stream at all. It, like, comes over, it drops down in the Midwest, comes back up and then shoots out towards Quebec. It doesn't even it doesn't even come anywhere near New England. It's just a phase. This shit's going to pass. Everybody's freaking out of oh, fucking global warming. Global warming doesn't happen in a year. It's a slow fucking burn, you know? We see we would see steadily less and less and less uh, you know, precipitation, which I mean of course we have. But it doesn't just drop off. I mean, there's places in New Hampshire right now that are completely fucking bare. Nothing at all. You know? That's unheard of. And people are saying it's a, you know, La Nina, whatever weather system and shit like that the past couple of years. I'm hoping that it passes. I'm sure that it's going to pass. But we just got to be patient, you know? So we're in limbo. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we get out there and we ride. Not looking too good, but, you know, we'll see. So, thank you to everybody listening once again. And, uh, you know, we'll see you on the next week. We're going to leave you with a, with a great song as usual. I want you guys to go out and uh, I want you to check out a song called 2 A.M., it's by uh, Foles, F-O-A-L-S. Um, I found these guys kind of by chance, to be honest with you. Um, I was watching, it was late night, I was doing, you know, I, I just had nothing going on. I had the TV on, and I think it was late night with Jules Holland. Um, basically, he has a bunch of bands on. It's kind of like a, it's like a round robin almost, you know, the way they set it up. So they'll have like, like three or four bands in a circle and 
you know, it'll it'll go to one band, they'll play a song, then it'll go to another band, they'll play a song, and it kind of just like goes and they bounce around, and usually by the end of the show, each band has done a couple songs. So I'm watching this show, and I see, um, actually it was the first time I saw the uh, Alabama Shakes, another awesome group, really groovy, got to check them out. But I saw these guys play, and uh, it wasn't this song, it was back in the day, and it was one of their earlier songs, and uh, ever since, I've been kind of, I've, I've been getting down with their shit, you know, they're groovy, they're cool, you know, uh, it's it's different, you know, it's 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 popish, you know, with some rhythm, I mean, it's, I, I, I dig it, you know, I dig it, it's a little, little weird, but I like it overall, you know, so go out there, check it out, 2AM by Foles, F-O-A-L-S, and uh, let me know what you think, all right. Everybody have a great safe weekend out there. It's supposed to get really shitty Friday. Uh, nasty weather, windy, rainy, whatever, down here anyway. Hopefully up north, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We're doing the snow dance over here, trying to get some fucking snow so we can go riding, baby. Let's go ride, you know? So have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening. Ciao.